0: Welcome to Worker Movement, a podcast dedicated to the working class, a podcast dedicated to raising class consciousness. This podcast is for you, for us, for the worker. The vice presidential debate just ended, and
1: while this debate likely doesn't matter in any way, shape, or form, it was probably actually worse than the debate last week between Trump and Biden. Before the debate even started, the moderator stated that the nonpartisan presidential debate commission uh, was sponsoring this debate, and Right then and there, we should have known that this was going to be an absolutely gaslighting fest, given that the Presidential Debate Commission is literally run by the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. So it's basically the furthest thing from nonpartisan possible. The moderator was Susan Page from the USA Today, who I have literally never heard from. And based on her performance, we'll probably never hear from her again. So what were your initial thoughts about the debate?
0: I love how they made him sit with like with the plexiglass between them.
1: And we're here at the debate with a, you know, four foot square thing of plexiglass that isn't going to do jack shit for anything.
0: Well, if it's airborne, it goes around, it's airborne. Eat eat fucking shit. And the moderator doesn't get plexiglass. She's fucking already dead, dude. (laughs) She's fucking dead inside already. It doesn't matter. This was by far one of the most boring fucking stupid debates i've ever seen in my life i wanted to leave at minute nine nineteen, eastern time right after the covid thing i mean the covid was you made it through section one i made it through the first section and all i could think was that these two psychopaths are second in command pence who is a religious zealot who would do anything to have a christian caliphate caliphate whatever he was saying about the isis in the world basically like that terrible show but i think everybody likes it with the people in red dresses what's that called the handmaid's tale oh the handmaid's tale i actually did watch the first couple seasons it's not that bad you just casually watched the first couple and i was like ah, eh, it's okay yeah whatever i'm okay no I, I you know he's a psychopath and kamala harris is a psychopath too just in <laughs> both ways i mean I don't want to jump too much ahead and spoil it, but I mean, because of just the political motivation, Pence dunked all over her about her career as a DA. And it's true. She's a beady-eyed psychopath who spent her entire career locking up people from her own class. I mean, and Pence spent his entire career killing off drug users by not letting them have needle exchanges. I mean, giving them HIV. That shit is like, it's nuts. And, and Susan,
1: Susan Page, your gal at the USA Today. The worst, just
0: garbage moderator.
1: Have you ever seen such a terrible moderator in any debate you've
0: ever watched? No. Oh, I'll give you 30 seconds. I mean, at one point in time, Pence says, she's like, I'll give you 15 seconds to respond. He goes, oh, I need more than that. And just started talking. And she kept saying, hey, Mr. Vice President Pence, Vice President Pence, Vice President Pence. Instead of just like killing his mic. Or just moving on. I don't get... I don't understand it. And Kamala, like, never interjected. She just had
1: this, like, smug smile on her face. Like, I mean, he's totally lying, but... uh.
0: Of all the things that she shouldn't have done, she shouldn't have come off as... I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm talking. Just an arrogant asshole. He was a smug bitch, and he kept being, like... Oh, the Trump-Pence rolled back this. He had a pretty good little, I mean, I hate the guy. He's he's actually probably the biggest monster we have. Oh, without a doubt. In elected office. I mean, he was the 9-11 bill. I mean, he was just a nasty person his entire career. I mean, he is pretty much the only thing that kept the Trump campaign and Trump White House from going off the rails was him because he understands the the electoral process. And he understands the political process. I mean, he was the right-hand man of Bush in the House and Senate. I mean, he's just, just a beady-eyed psychopath. Anyways. I mean, he, uh, I don't even know where to go on this. He is just crazy, but he had a pretty good spiel where he could just say, we rolled back this, 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 and this, and we're helping out the worker, and they're going to crush this and that and this. And And it was like, uh, to, you, you know, to use Joe, the boxer's, I guess, idea, they caught Cop Mala flat-footed on a bunch of stuff. She had no rebuttal for anything. We can get into the, maybe the details of that more, but it comes down to the fact that, Capital is promoting Katmala. Capital is promoting Biden. And so when you're challenging capital, the only thing they can do is just say, yeah, it's neoliberal policy. It's perfect.
1: We'll we'll go into the nine segments. I think there was nine. Uh, There was allegedly supposed to be nine, but it was so long and boring, I might have lost my ability to count. So before we go into the nine topics, who do you think won? Who lost? Like, What do you think the outcomes electorally are?
0: I think... Any rational human being watching this should have seen that you don't really have a choice in this because Pence is a beady-eyed psychopath that you should never vote for. Because any rational human being that came out and said, yeah, this is my man right here, that's not the way it works. But at the same time, how does Kamala even inspire you to request an abstain ballot? She was terrible. It comes down to the vote. is It's basically... Don't vote for Pence. Just don't vote for him. And if you feel like voting, if you're going to vote, maybe vote for Biden, but who gives a shit if you vote or not? It's it's like how that came back out of this out of this debate. It was crazy. And it, this isn't going to
1: sway public opinion. I doubt people even watch this. Like nobody cares about the VP debate. And there's probably not going to be anything that enters the media cycle that matters.
0: The only thing that I can say is that it, it was clear that the president dominates everything and that the vice president is like, their little puppy that they tow along places because it was like trump and i trump and i joe and i joe and i president and i i and the president me me and my best friend joe joe is my best friend trump is my best friend too i mean there was nothing of substance like as president of the senate you can say things like as the you know deciding vote underneath time it's a split i will do this i mean that's really your only role in and to hope that the president dies so you can become president I mean, because that's really all you care about is that you could become president. You want
1: that power, yeah.
0: You want that power.
1: All right. So the the first topic was COVID, and Kamala started off, and she basically just bagged on how terrible a job the Republicans have done, and how how it's a failing. One in five businesses are dying. First line workers are being sacrificed.
0: I mean, she, she had a decent set of lines, but did it go far enough? I mean, to to, to she nobody got testy. I mean, for For a hatred, for hating a party so much, for being a Democrat from California and hating the Republican Party so much. Did she actually go far enough or is she just spewing out media nonsense?
1: Not on COVID. She just kind of reiterated just kind of the benign party line of like a lot of people died. A lot of people didn't have to die. You guys did a bad job. Yep. Um, She should have interjected at some point and just been like, you're sacrificing lives because Pence kept saying over and over the American people have stepped up to the challenge and they've made sacrifices. And it's like, well, they shouldn't be sacrificing their own life. And I mean, she should have interjected at any point in this entire debate, but specifically when Pence was totally gaslighting on COVID.
0: I will say this. Pence did a great job of bringing in, and I hate the guy. So again, not because I liked him, but because I think he did a great job of bringing in a holistic view of all their policies at every single turn. And Katmala's head was down the entire time and, and focused primarily on the task at hand where Pence tried to paint, even though it was chaotic and insane, he at least tried to paint a picture of everything they've done every, every time he had a chance. Right. And I, I think I think that's not that I believe it with Pence, but he had a better debate, I think, performance wise than Katmala on any one of these issues.
1: I, I totally agree with you. And it came up with we want to help the worker in some capacity. And it's just like absolutely insane that the Republicans and Pence specifically are driveling about like worker solidarity. Like Kamala touched on it a little bit, but like he kept talking about the worker. And it, it was framed in this really weird way of like, they were willing to step up and make the sacrifices. But at the same time, it like appeals to the worker. Like, oh, you're willing to die. And that's a good thing and that and that's all we're offering you but at least we're talking to you and praising you for being willing to die
0: the um conservative class has spent a lot of time trying to frame the individual worker as an in, as someone who can fight and and make a difference right you know the neoconservative mindset is that you need to have an enemy and they've done a great job over the last 50 years convincing the american worker that that they had the power to stop whatever enemy the government throws at them that they should be and this is one of those things again where you know we're fighting a common enemy you're sacrificing thank you so much for your dedication to the cause i hope you can breathe tomorrow and and the american worker takes that blow on their chin and they just say oh yeah well, i'm going to keep going and it's, it's a pride thing and, and i i as a worker you shouldn't ever sacrifice your life for any anything for capital and i think that's that's the crazy part of all this is is they have done a great job framing themselves as the party of the worker And the Democratic Party is the party of capital, and you can't get around that.
1: It it is a brilliant framing, and Pence did it the entire debate on every topic.
0: Because rolling back regulations, again, helped the worker, right? We created all these jobs. It helped the worker. We're helping the worker by rolling back all of these job-killing regulations. We're helping the worker by doing all these other things. And it was constant. And there is nothing Katmala said or they're prepared for to stop that fucking drivel. And it was the entire time.
1: It was the entire time. Pence wrapped everything in, I'm pro-capital by doing tax cuts, but the tax cuts help you, the worker.
0: What about COVID? Anything stand out? I mean, did anybody win any of this, either side?
1: There was a weird little exchange about vaccines where Kamala was like, the doctors say it, I'll be the first to take it. And Pence is like, well, I trust the American people. And we have a bunch of companies doing X, Y, and Z.
0: That was good on Pence. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I had that written down as a note. He, he The fact that you're undermining the, the president and COVID, please stop undermining us. I mean, it was complete gaslighting the entire time. Yeah. It was like, why why are you hitting yourself? <laughs> right? But it why was are you brilliant. hitting yourself? Yeah. yeah. And she had no
1: response. She just kind of smiled. She took it. And yeah, yeah. She took it. Like, she did everything else. So then the the moderator tried to transition to this, like, well, what is the role of the VP? And Pence was like, well, I'd like to go back and talk more about COVID. Yeah stop playing games with people's lives. Two million people would have been dead of the swine flu.
0: Yeah, per- perfect. I mean, what they've done this, and I have as a note, as they're trying to gaslight that Joe Biden was a swine flu failure. And they said something like you gutted.
1: It was like towards the end, but it was like you created the pandemic division or something in the White House, and, and Trump and Pence destroyed it.
0: Yeah, but then but then they said like um, uh, Obama left us with no like, oh, yeah, PPEs. This...
1: This was the ventilator thing. You left the stockpiles empty. Yep.
0: What are you going to do about that, Kamala? Nothing, because you have nothing to say about it.
1: And then it pivoted to her, and she literally just completely ignored everything that Pence said about COVID and was like, I was on a Zoom call with Joe Biden, and he asked me to be his vice president.
0: Yep. I was so floored.
1: I was born in California.
0: God damn, right. I went after the big banks. Well, yeah, the question is, is, are you prepared to basically smother your... Your dementia-ridden father, so that you know he can put him out of his misery, and you could become president. And neither one of them said yes. But yeah, the whole idea of like, oh, I turned into the greatest class trader that California's ever seen, is basically Katmala's argument.
1: Hi, I'm I'm Katmala. I was born in California.
0: I was poor, but now I'm a class trader. Now I'm a class trader. Now I prosecute the same people I grew up with. And then she pivoted to Trump paying taxes. That was a pretty funny pivot. Yeah, who gives a shit? She's like seven. You mean seven hundred fifty thousand dollars? No, 750. Oh, girl, you got him. And Pence is like, well, wait a minute. He created jobs. This is actually, again, again, the only people talking about worker taxes is the Republican Party, which is nuts. Oh, my God, is it so nuts that the only people talking about worker taxes, again, he's paying millions of dollars in working taxes in land tax, is the Republican Party. The, the party against land taxes, against worker taxes, against all the stuff that we hold near and dear. They are absolutely against. And who's only talking about it? The Republican Party, it's, it's fucking mind-boggling insane that, that that's what's happening.
1: Pence ended this segment by saying Trump is a job creator.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the myth of all of it. That's a job creator. Well, guess what? The government can be a job creator, too. I mean, look at how many jobs Kamala... Uh, created when she put all those people in prison, right? Look how many prison guards that she created.
1: All right. So then the uh, the moderator transitioned, asked Kamala a question about the economy uh, and made some statement about there's 7.9% unemployment. Joe Biden's plan wants to increase taxes by $4 trillion. What's your response, Kamala? And she was basically like, well, we measure the economy based on the American worker and Trump measures it by rich people, which is 100% correct.
0: I mean, that's not a bad take to have, but but you're not prepared to actually fight it for any reason. You know, what, what are you going to fight or how are you going to what are you going to do about it? Right. What jobs are you going to create? How, what are the high paying jobs? What are the taxes look like? And this is, again, when when Pence did the cool gas lighting about you said you're going to repeal taxes, which we created and saved two thousand dollars per household uh, at, with four thousand dollar increase of a family of four. Right there, that's gaslighting you to let you know that what they're referring to is the removal of the tax cuts for the wealthy, but because they framed it as repealing the Trump tax cuts, they were able to play the victim there and victimize the American people again. And what do they have to help you with? Nothing. What did she fight for? Oh, what I meant was this. They got her on the Green New Deal that same way.
1: Trump said, I want to help the American worker and the Green New Deal is going to cause economic problems for you. He, and he actually went on this really nice long rant about all the shit that, you know, they claim to do and all the bad shit that Kamala wants to do. There's the green new deal, they want to ban fracking, Joe wants to economically surrender to China, they want to repeal all the tariffs that apparently help workers or some shit. Like all of this is just complete political theater that didn't help a worker in any way shape or form. And Kamala responds with Joe will not raise taxes on anybody making Less than
0: $400,000. Well, thank you, right? The the, the, the whole idea that you're going to pay any type of tariffs means that you're going to actually then, basically paying federal taxes, a federal sales tax. That's all you're doing. And she couldn't bring that up. All you had to say was tariffs are federal sales tax.
1: They've fucked over farmers. They've fucked over manufacturing. Like tariffs have fucked the worker.
0: And she, all she could say was, "People are going bankrupt. Oh, we lost three hundred thousand jobs. Well, why don't you bring the stage a widow of somebody who fucking committed suicide, right? Because they lost all their stuff. Yeah, bring that. I mean, I mean, Pence packed the house with assholes about insanity. Oh, this and that, this and that shit. And and do you really think that so and so is gonna fucking do la 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 la? I don't know what I don't give a fuck. But he had people there, you know. <laughs> Trump killed some." isis stuff because the power vacuum that obama created that bush created first like that would have you know kamala could have brought something up about that but she didn't zero mention of bush and guess what they actually said powell endorses us the war criminal endorses us an actual known war criminal in two wars in two wars yeah seven seven hundred war criminal generals or whatever the number was pence spent a lot of time talking about fracking and joe wants to ban fracking. he should it's poisonous it's deadly it should be 100% banned
1: and then kamala's like joe doesn't want to end fracking but it's like why are the republicans making it way cooler to be you than you are
0: i don't understand why you won't ban fracking like literally why you won't ban fracking
1: and then so they argued about fracking for a little bit and then it immediately went to well you want to ban pre-existing conditions on healthcare?
0: yeah doesn't make any sense again, does it?
1: And and then Pence is like, well, Obamacare was a disaster and we have a plan.
0: Yeah. And then she she made a good point. And this is, I think, people don't understand is that there are seven million people that have COVID that, guess what, are now going to have pre existing conditions. Yeah. And that was a pretty good point. But guess what it was shrouded in? Neoliberal mundaneness. To argue that, yes, seven million people have pre existing conditions is actually a pretty fair point to state. Because why? Because you had COVID, because you're obese right? Because of all these different conditions. She could have named, she could have rattled off 48,000 things that people would have had pre-existing conditions. You had a child, pre-existing condition. You had cancer treatment, pre-existing conditions, right? You had a mole checked out and you have skin cancer. Guess what that is? Pre-existing condition and now you can't get covered for skin cancer because you knew about it. All those things, super fucking simple to do.
1: And then she just let Pence fucking talk and he went back to banning fracking and surrendering to China and there's a V-shaped recovery and then the moderator switched topics again and Kamala didn't get any statement about anything in
0: nope and kamala again she just let the op the the moderator sort of let joe or sorry pence get away with whatever he wanted to do again try to be all shitty with him like oh you know i'm talking now talking whatever she was saying but man did it come off like an asshole and pence did a great job of calling her basically a liar the whole night
1: like i have to keep talking because you're just lying so much i don't have any other choice like what am i supposed to do just let you keep lying you you have your facts and we have ours. Yeah, you're entitled to your opinion, but not your facts. And he said that like four times too.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was pretty close to just the best gaslighting you could have in any type of you know debate scenario. Because at the end of it, what do you have? You have us questioning whether or not Harris is lying about everything, about climate change. Which was our next topic. Perfect. <laughs> that worked out well. I'm glad I made fucking notes on this terrible, terrible debate. So then Pence started climate change and he
1: said something like, air. And land have cleaner than they've ever been recorded.
0: In the world of man, the history of all civilization, the water is cleaner than we have ever seen it, ever. dot ever.com. Guess what? That's bullshit. And guess what else? When you're in the middle of a pandemic and no one can fucking drive anywhere, yes, water is clean. Air is clean because nobody can do anything. And that's by far one of the wonkiest things that they're doubling down on. And they're going to keep doubling down on that same lie and get people to believe it. You know, it's it's so crazy to me. Oh, and then I think the climate is changing.
1: Yeah, he totally admitted that the climate is changing. Oh,
0: But we don't know what causes it.
1: Oh, but we're going to listen to the science.
0: Except the science is saying, why is climate changing? And she says something like, we took, she took the most mundane approach again. They took science off of the website. And they took the word climate change off the website. Who gives a shit? Who goes to a government website to read about climate change? What about, like, muzzling the climate reports? What about saying shit like they can't go and speak at things like conferences or the the reports are not being generated like all the things that really matter no no it's the fucking website that i helped put together like who gives shit nobody cares and i don't know why we're wasting our time on this
1: yeah and then pence went back to fracking I, and i just i cannot in my mind wrap my head around why they talked about fracking for like literally 15 minutes of this debate who gives a
0: fuck about fracking i like to know how many jobs are actually part of fracking and how many people love when their water cuts on fire there's not a single person that I've been like, you know what? Fuck. I wish I water lit on fire. I wish that there was so much chemical in some of these areas and there's earthquakes and shit. I'm missing that right now. All my friends in Utah, man, their, their houses are shaking and I just wish mine could fucking nobody, it, but what it paints the picture of them. This is a propaganda and this is where Katmala terrible at public debate was that they painted the pictures as, as the Democrats are job destroyers. One of the ways they're destroying jobs is through clean energy the green new deal is this demonized idea that that a trillion dollar investment's bad but yet or two 2 trillion dollar investment's bad but yet they want a 2 trillion dollar infrastructure so why don't you just infrastructure week yeah right or we put 4 trillion dollars to save the economy but 2 trillion dollars in green deal is bad like that was in the same sentence that we did 4 trillion dollars to save the economy and it's a 2 trillion dollar investment they're asking for it's just a big you know handout or whatever the hell nonsense she was saying or he was saying but I, I guess I just don't really understand where Katmala came in at this because that was a perfect opportunity to say why why is two trillion dollars or four trillion dollars for businesses okay, but two trillion dollars for the American worker is not good enough for them. Something to that effect. i was just say the answer is because they don't actually give a fuck about the worker. Neither party does. It's wrapped in insanity. You should just know this that voting in the federal election will probably do more harm to you than good.
1: Pence rambled for a little bit more, brought up that there are no more hurricanes today than 100 years ago, which is absolute total bullshit. Uh, but then he ended by saying, we need to put the American worker first. Yep. And and it's just like he, keep go, he keeps going back to the well of this total gaslighting on American workers. Mm-hmm. And American workers listen to it and say, well, at least somebody gives a shit about me.
0: Someone's talking about me, not small businesses. Someone's talking about me and my table. Someone's talking to me about my life and not about how small businesses are closing up and how you can't get loans and how the housing authority is all this and that. But guess what? There's only one person talking about that and it's not the democratic party. And that's a fucking problem. That is a huge problem. The Democratic Party is supposed to be the party of the worker. And they're not the ones talking about the worker. They're talking about capital. That tells you who's in control. That means that when things like the Goldman Sachs comes out and says we're going to have a seven quadrillion jobs created, that they care more about the business owner and not about the worker. And and that was evident tonight because she did not attack him on any of their stances on worker.
1: She immediately responded once she got her, her turn to talk again by saying Joe Biden will not ban fracking for like the 19th time. And she immediately went into this rambling thing about how moody's who is this very reputable credit rating agency that absolutely totally fucked up the housing crisis by just rubber stamping cds things at a plus a whatever it is everything was triple a rated
0: even including mortgage-backed securities which we know when you have subprime lending and individuals not being able to pay for their homes and people taking out like credit swaps and all this stuff on there guess what moody's Cause the housing market crash
1: yeah they caused the crisis in part and she's citing them as saying that oh well well, joe's will create seven million more jobs than the trump pence plan
0: yeah seven million more low-paying jobs non-union-backed uh you know uber-like jobs where you're you're basically gig economy you can't put food on your table unless you're working 60 hours a week and both you and your partner right and you make just enough to get cut off the welfare system that that Pence is so hell-bent to killing you for because he hates you. He hates the fact that you're poor. And did Indiana, and that's the shit that you've seen the Trump administration push. And the same thing that Katmala defended.
1: Yeah, she's dog-whistling the Capitol, effectively.
0: 100%. She was in charge of California when all the nonsense went down as Attorney General. She said, I prosecuted this. She didn't prosecute shit. So she she was really eager to say that I was
1: the one prosecuting homeowners who were screwed over during the financial crisis. But yet nobody went to jail. Very curious. Uh, so once Katmala got done dog whistling the Capitol, the moderator stepped in and asked, is climate change an existential threat? And Pence blah, blah, blah about, oh, we're going to follow the science. And then he talked more about fracking. And then I kind of like dozed off. And then Katmala came in and was like, you lost the trade war with China.
0: This was actually a pretty good exchange if they weren't so fucking boring. Because at one point in time, is an existential threat, and he comes in and says Joe Biden's going to repeal the tax cut, $2,000 in tax cuts to the families. Again, he's gaslighting you. Ban fracking. Uh, you were the first senator to co-sponsor the Green New Deal with AOC. So now she's a radical, right? This is what she tried to paint her as, that you're a radical liberal, right? And I think he says it later on. And then she says, "You lost a trade war with China, or with China, you know, you lost three hundred thousand jobs, whatever it was. Failure of leadership." He comes in and says, "It's a war that Joe Biden never fought, or never fought it, or something like that." And then he goes in and paints the red, the red devil again, the red, the red, you know, enemy. Here we go. Joe Biden was a cheerleader for communist China, red baiting. He's gonna roll back. We roll back regulations, all this stuff. And I put ha, fuck pants because you know, as a worker movement, <laughs> we are in one hundred percent on board with the socialist, communist, collectivism you know, centralized planning model that will save the planet and save the worker. Uh, So it's just funny to watch the Red Band because I'm not sure if anybody actually remembers that. But the issue is that who's going to vote? I think it's older people are going to vote and they remember the Red Scare. Oh, yeah. You know, they were there in the 80s. Nobody alive today gives a shit about Russia because uh, uh, nobody gives a shit about Russia. I mean, who the fuck are they? They're just some shithole country that have a weird accent and always plays a villain in movies, right?
1: (laughs) Big fuzzy hat.
0: Yeah snows a lot or something. Yeah, the the USSR no longer exists and hasn't existed in, what, 30 years? 35 years, whatever it was, 35 years? 30, 30
1: 1990 or something.
0: 1989, something like that. So we have 30 years now, and so nobody alive, no, nobody alive that's voting at age 18 to 30 gives a shit about the Red Scare. Anyways, back to this whole climate. They go back and forth. Kamala did make a good point and say that the trade war with China cost 300,000 jobs. Yep, that's true. It did
1: uh farmers are declaring bankruptcy and they're worried about paying rent. So that's like the first example of an empathetic worker position. And she should just kept going back and back and back and back to it because the trade war, China fucked over manufacturing and fucked over farming.
0: And you could have said stuff like farmers were killing themselves because of the debt incurred through this trade war. And it would have been so empathetic that people would have just said, oh my God, this person's fighting for the worker, fighting for rural America. And instead it was back to the neoliberal nonsense about, well, Joe saved the auto industry. What the fuck does that mean? He, he basically saved the vice presidents and presidencies of all these major corporations? That doesn't mean anything. If you would have said he, he saved 150,000 American manufacturing jobs, that's different than saying he saved the auto industry. Because all we think of the auto industry is a bunch of assholes who own stock and bonds in these large corporations who just milk the American worker. It's, it's like if you were to go to like a, a flea market or someplace and the guys kept saying, I make so much money here as you're trying to buy something, you wouldn't buy from that person because what they're saying is I'm stealing money from you. I make so much money trading baseball cards. You should buy baseball cards to me. like Why would you want to make, buy something from someone who's making so much money trading baseball cards? It, it, it's like saying I supported the auto industry bailout. Yeah, who gives a shit? You should have nationalized all of the fucking big three and put everybody back to work. We need one SUV. We don't need
1: 19 SUVs that are the exact same.
0: Yeah. And they all have the same cut lines at the end of the day, right? They all have the same, and by cut line, I mean they have the same appeal to them, right? Everybody goes to a teardrop shape. You want to a teardrop shape. People go to a square body. They go to a square body. Everybody wants to do LEDs. So everybody's doing LEDs now. They look exactly the same. The same, because the the truth is, the same suppliers supply every automotive company with the same, like, paint colors or the paint styles it's not a new formula it's from a manufacturer the same manufacturers sell them the same leds same company right magna sells them all the same seats. it's the same shitty foam rubber and everything else right same foam seats they're just shaped differently you need one car company essentially planned
1: so then moderator pivoted to china which they were kind of already talking about and pence immediately started by saying well let me talk about nafta yo that was good Kamala, you voted against the USMCA. You're just a radical environmentalist. You're the most liberal member, even more so than Bernie Sanders.
0: And again, it's it's like painting the own. It's it's painting the this neoliberal conservative much cooler than she really is, because she just held the vote to to for political games, not because she really gives a shit about anything. It's just politicking, right? And and if she really cared and she filibustered, then. Anybody remember her filibuster?
1: <laughs> no, because it didn't happen.
0: It, it it she didn't go buy a special pair of sneakers. Like remember that woman in Texas, that that senator in Texas, state senator
1: Wendy Davis, who lost for governor like a couple of years ago,
0: and she lost because nobody gave a shit. They gave a shit about what she was doing, but nobody gave a shit about her policies because it's Texas.
1: But two cycles later, you still remember that she wore shoes and she gave a shit about abortion in Texas. Yes, right. Like, this this USMCA vote happened, like, what, two years ago? And
0: I don't even remember. Yeah, who— Because she didn't do she anything. She didn't do anything. So remember that. Unless you remember it, it didn't actually happen. So Pence starts rambling on and on a little bit more and
1: talks about how with China, Trump stood up to him, tried to level the playing field, and we're going to hold him accountable for the coronavirus. And Kamala goes— Oh, the China relationship, it's cost us lives and jobs, which is dead ass accurate. Yep. But talk about it. She immediately went to, oh, well, you just want to remove accomplishments of Obama and Biden. Like the pandemic unit got removed. And Pence just goes, not true. And whether it is or isn't, he fucking interjected and was like, fuck that. That's a lie.
0: Yeah. And it's just, it, again, Katmala did nothing to fight Pence off. Quite li- <laughs> Quite honestly, she just... Is, it's like she didn't know how to debate. And she was really shaky in her voice. So she might have been really nervous, but you know, Pence is a seasoned psychopath and he will say anything to win. And he says things like you're in my heart and I, and I love you and all this nonsense. I believe my heart of hearts are going to win and all this shit. He's really, he's a seasoned maniac. He's been governor. He's been a house representative. He's been a senator. He's been vice president. He knows how to debate. He's been there before. And they threw Katmala at him, not prepared for this fight.
1: Or, what do you think that this was part of an intentional plan to just have her kind of be passive and kind of get run over to some regard? Because at the end of the day, this debate doesn't matter at
0: all. That's, that's a good plan. I mean, if, if, if it's really to show that Mike Pence is also just as unstable as Trump, it kind of came off that way. You know, if it, it, it she would have been better off, though, digging at him uh, religiously and seeing if you could tear the tarnish off and make him say some really fucking bonkers things. That's what I would have done. I would have spent the entire time training Kamala to just pick at his scabs until he called his wife mother and weirded everybody out.
1: Because, at, like, at the end of this debate, I actually thought Pence was much more horrifying than Trump is.
0: Oh, yes, because cause he's – and I, I don't know if we ever said it on this podcast, but you know, the only thing, again, keeping the psychopaths at bay is the fact that Trump is a train wreck. If Trump could do things quietly and not need to boast about stuff, this would have he would have done a lot more damage. But lucky for us, he's a just a pure maniac who who can't keep his fingers out of everything and just can't let he can't let the plan evolve the way it should. He has to always throw sand in the gears for some insane reason. I don't know why. Pence
1: might be a competent fascist.
0: Pence is, it's Pence is a competent fascist, and it, not only is it horrifying, it's he he already has a plans laid out. And the people that were appointed to government positions early on in Trump's presidency probably have already found high paying government jobs, which means now they're civil servants and they can't be fired. So the other thing, they always talk about stacking the courts, but the other thing is you stack civil servant jobs with your allies, which means you have almost the same lifetime appointment to a civil servant role because you can't fire somebody because of political reasons.
1: And Fauci is an example of that. Why hasn't Fauci been fired?
0: I would have fired his ass a long time ago. He's incompetent. But Trump can't. He can't fire him. He can't make him resign. And Trump doesn't
1: want, it, want it to fire him because he's incompetent. He just doesn't like him or whatever. But our position is that he's actually incompetent.
0: Yeah. It's just scary that Biden's going to keep that maniac Fauci on. I mean, he bungled the entire thing because he can't be fired. He's not. He's not accountable to anybody. He's it's, it's like your male person. They can't be fired. They're a civil servant. They can be reduced inside. They could be. You can. You can move the entire um, USDA's pork inspection division to the middle of Idaho in hopes that it, they all quit, so that you can allow shitty food to move through the banks, which they did. I'm not sure if it was Idaho, but they did that, right? Yeah, they moved it to some remote, some remote place that disrupted entire families. You can do these things. You can disrupt their lives, but you cannot outright fire them. So the Pence probably is already putting people in positions in the government. That means that he'll be able to enact his insanity once Trump dies of whatever fucking thing he's going to die of—heart disease, he resigns because of corruption, COVID finally catches up to so him, whatever it is. Pence is already in place, ready to go, and it's 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 actually terrifying because you know he's been plotting these days for a very long time.
1: So next, Kamala uh, referenced Pew, who she cited as a reputable research form, which is, again, this weird fucking appeal to, like, these neoliberal institutions of, like, oh, well, Pew says it, so it must be true. And I deeply care what Pew thinks. Why? That uh, Xi, the the grand chancellor of China, or whatever the title is, has a higher favorability than Trump. And it's like, uh, okay, who fucking cares? Yeah. Like, what relevance does that have?
0: It's trying to paint... Trump as, as a shitty international leader and they could have brought up stuff like, you know, your failed attempt of a coups in South America. They could have brought up killing people in Yemen. They could have brought up his failed Middle East policy. They could have brought up the beheading of that journalist.
1: Yeah, like that was never even discussed. Like we literally did not talk about the Middle East.
0: Yeah, at all. They could have brought up all types of shit. But again, it's because she's a neoliberal who spent her entire career living in a in a bubble just like Pence in weird policy positions that she actually doesn't have empathy for anything around you. And same with Pence. They had no empathy for you because they spent all their time not living the world of most people around you.
1: It's all a triangulation.
0: Mm -hmm. There's nothing is said without thinking about why you're being said.
1: Uh, So then the moderator interjected, asked some question about what is the role of uh, us leadership and Kamala kind of drifted on about, Oh, I love talking to Joe about us leadership and, it's all about relationships, and you have to be loyal. And, and then she brought up Russia and said that, oh, Russia interfered, and blah, 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 blah.
0: It's more more red scare, more fear-mongering. Both sides do it now.
1: Yep. And then Pence talked about how, well, we kept our word to move the embassy to Jerusalem, which is like a, from an international, like, U.S. role. Like, who
0: cares? Ah, but from the Christian born-again, end-of-times bullshit, it, it signals the end of days because once the – Once the chosen people get their land back, and all nations turn their back on them, or whatever the hell it is, and they forget who Jesus is, Jesus will come back, or some end of time shit. It is actually pretty psychotic that 30% of the United States believes that in their lifetime, Jesus is going to come back. So, and Pence is one of them. And then this is the
1: craziest part of the entire debate. Pence went into, well, NATO's contributing more. Oh, and we destroyed ISIS. We killed al-Baghdadi, who is apparently an ISIS leader, who I vaguely remember. And then, and then this is where it got bananas. He talked about Jihad John. Uh, Biden hesitated when trying to help somebody that was held captive. He said that like some U.S. female individual would be alive today if it wasn't for Biden. And there was some raid and like they were two days late or something. I don't know the backstory at all. But Pence had somebody in the audience lined up. He just crushed Biden on not like being aggressive with the military. And then Kamala went into this. I'm so sorry to the Kayla family, because they were apparently there. Yep. Um, And then Kamala went directly into this. Well, Trump hates soldiers. He said that traumatic brain injuries were headaches, and he was standing at graves and said, "What's in it for them?" Uh, So she said that you know John McCain wasn't an American hero because he was a POW, and she like appeared to be like energized and ready to rattle off like a giant list of how Trump hates the troops. But then the moderator. Cut off Kabbalah and was like, I'm here to enforce the rules. Yeah, which was bullshit. Like, cut fucking pants off, like, at
0: any point in the last hour. I, I have a note that says she can't control him. Agree to the rules and enforce them. And then I put down, it looks like she's going to cry to the moderator. She was so, like, wonky nutty. Like, she did a terrible job, and I have no idea who she is. It's, it started going off the rails right about this time because then they get in the the roe versus wade comment and it's just fucking bonkers at this point in time so the moderator cuts in to say i'm here to enforce the rules and
1: she didn't at any point before in the debate enforce any, any rules, just rules let no. pence talk so the moderator asks, would you ban all abortions in indiana pence is like well i'm going to respond to before and say oh well we wouldn't hesitate to act on a military strike and then he immediately pivots to like oh, well, we're going to get the Supreme Court person approved. She's a brilliant woman, and I hope she has a better hearing than Kavanaugh. Some of the things that were said during those hearings were terrible. And I know that some of the Democrats went after religion and some other things and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, Kavanaugh should have had a terrible time because he is a fucking rapist. Yep, 100%. And this Amy whatever Bennett is a religious psychopath.
0: She lived in a house with psychopath cult leaders. Yes, she's a psychopath.
1: And then Kamala interjects and is like, it's insulting to suggest that, you know, we're not religious because both, both Joe and I are religious. Joe would be the second Catholic
0: ever. Um, and then Kamala rambles about the president needs to fill in the Supreme Court. Oh, my God. That story about Abraham Lincoln was fucking stupid. Let the vote? Honest Abe said, let the voters decide. Who gives a shit what honest Abe said? He had a bullet in his head, too. He wasn't thinking very clearly. And like Trump's doctors, Abe's doctors were incompetent and
1: rooted around in his mind, the bullet probably killing him. Yes. This is when Kamala started talking about uh, the ratings.
0: Oh, Yeah. Then she pivots to this thing about ratings and how of all 195 million judges that Trump appointed, none of them are competent. And there's a couple of things here. I didn't know there was a rating system, by the way. And that should have been brought up like immediately from like everybody. And, and second, how do you rate a judge on competency? Like, is it like a number of repeals or, or appeals that they have or losses? Like, I I don't actually understand what's going on.
1: So I, I, I think, and I don't know this, is that there are a number of different groups that provide some sort of ranking, And, uh, there's some tie into like the, the bar association. Uh, And so the bar will look at various individuals and kind of come up with a like, I want to say it's like a pass fail thing. Okay. Uh, and so like, a lawyer that has never like actually done anything probably isn't qualified to be a judge. So like it's a very bright line.
0: So it's like, uh, were you a def- did you actually like practice law like, in a courtroom where you actually understand procedure? Yeah. The answer is no. You never defended anybody in the courtroom. How the hell can you be a defendant or a judge? Basically. So yes. remember that one hearing that they did where they they nominated some asshole who like couldn't talk about criminal procedure. Who the hell was that? Yeah, and that's
1: an example of this. Okay. But then I think they just pass them through anyway, and it's fine.
0: Yeah, because I think the first round everybody cares, the second round no one gives a shit.
1: Yeah, and so like these rankings, uh, like they don't have any actual legal like threshold. But it's one of those things where like, yeah, you should probably have the the very like nominal qualifications, and if that's what these ratings mean, and I think that's what she's implying, then they're slamming through judges that are like literally unqualified, not just like they have bad positions on policy or they, you know, have some textualization thing that makes no sense because aliens or something yeah, yeah, yeah. like they fundamentally don't have just like the baseline qualifications. To be a judge.
0: Well, I think this is the issue that I have with Democrats. And, and this is where I mean, the ending we'll get to that in a second, is that they basically agree with the Republican Party, except that they have a little bit more heart. And by I say a little bit, I mean, not much. And so she should have went on the attack about these are ideologues, these are religious zealots, these are people that don't know policy, they're all racist. I mean, she could have been whatever she wanted to do. But instead it was like, oh, I have this weird rating system. This is, again, that whole idea that Democrats are all about procedures. And and if we do it the right way, then people are going to like us and people are going to vote for us because we care about the process. But in the end of the day, they don't. They want winners who are going to enact their viewpoints of the world. And the Democratic Party has lost the ability to do that. And the Republican Party has seized on that. And they are enacting their viewpoint of the world in every way they can. They are stacking courts. They are stacking uh, civil servant jobs, right? They are stacking all the nonprofits and all the think tanks. They're pushing through colleges to have more and more conservative viewpoints on their uh, professors. They're doing everything they can to change the fabric of society. And the Democrats are like, well, you know, if we just have an up and down vote, People really understand what our process is, and that's nonsense. And that's why they—that's why Obama lost his ability to, you know, push through an actual judge during the election year. They lost that ability, and he's still getting dunked on. And Trump dunked on him on the last thing, and Pence is dunking on him now.
1: And then they literally pivoted to dunking on the ACA. And Kamala like, "Oh, well, you're fighting the ACA in court, and 20 million people are going to lose their coverage. But then I want to do good things by like." Lower the Medicare age to 60. It was like this really weird pivot about like judges and then it transitioned to the ACA and what Joe wants
0: to do. Yeah, well, cause it's, a, it's a fight of the Supreme Court, right? Roe versus Wade. And the Republicans have a great job saying we don't know how this judge is going to vote on these rules or on these laws. But you wouldn't have proposed her as a Supreme Court judge if you didn't know how she was going to vote on cases. It's all big gaslighting lies. So you just call them out. Bullshit. 15 hours of video for testimony, she hates abortion. She lived with a religious zealot. She's absolutely bonkers nuts.
1: She's going to vote to overturn Roe vs. Wade. Like, that's why you're nominating
0: her. 100%. Yep.
1: Like, the idea that we don't know is just total dogma.
0: This is where Pence's psychopath actually came out pretty strong here. This is when he says things like sanctity of life, taxpayer funded abortions, which is actually not true. You can't, taxpayers can't fund abortions. Uh, It's actually federal law. Oh, we're going to bring up late term abortions. And then that's, her, oh, I, pre, I don't presume how she's going to rule my ass. And then he goes, we're going to stand strong for right to life. I am pro-life. Right. And then he asked the question, this is the pivot. Are you going to stack the courts? Right. Nine seats for 150 years. Let's worry about tradition. You know, Judge Barrett, are you going to pass? You know, if, she, if we if we get her in the courts, are you going to stack the courts? Please answer. And here comes Katmala telling us a fucking slow ass story that no one cares about.
1: When the answer should just be Yes.
0: Yes. We're going to remove the conservative majority.
1: Yes, but no, she she rambles on about how oh you've done a bunch of judges and you passed fifty of them and blah 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 and she ends by saying there are no black judges. There's
0: no black judges. This is the Abraham Lincoln one, right? It's it's within the same discussion. Yeah, this is like the whole like Abraham Lincoln with twenty seven days before the election, which you know that's where we're currently at. You know, someone dies, he has a seat to fill, and he says something like we should let the people decide because that's honest aid. He do the honest thing. Guess what? Pence doesn't care. He's not an honest person and neither is Trump. That's not going to sway them from not doing it. It's not going to sway the American people to pick up torches and go ransack all the buildings and, and riot like they hate so much because they're going to stack the court. No, nobody gives a shit because the Democrats have not made a position of the courts that like we talked about last time. There's nobody fighting for the courts because the Democrats have lost the courts for 150,000 more years.
1: So that topic ends. <laughs> Like, a, just a hard, like, we're done here. And then it pivots to, oh, we're going to talk about Brianna Taylor. Yeah. And I I don't remember, I don't think it was framed as, like, a, a Black Lives Matter question. I think it was literally Brianna Taylor. Was justice done?
0: Was justice done? Dumbest question.
1: Yeah. And Kamala starts and says, no, I talked to the family. Like, okay. Like, next question. This isn't like a question that requires massive elaboration. The nominal answer is no, justice was not done because an innocent person is dead. Next question. Uh,
0: you know, yeah, I don't, I, this is where I, I need to understand like these, again, neoliberal ideas or like these really just blase rules of, of how to do police reform. I mean, it was a national registry for police that break the law. Okay. Who's going to put them on that national registry? Is it going to be legally required or is it going to be a self reporting? Right? It, it doesn't make any sense to me. She brings up, you know, uh, George Floyd, which, okay, I guess that's that's okay to bring it up. But, I mean, things like we're going to ban chokeholds? Oh, okay.
1: She said we'd ban chokeholds and George Floyd would be alive today. Yeah. Because apparently that would prevent cops from murdering black people. Uh,
0: guess what? He wasn't in a chokehold. He had a knee on his neck. That's not a chokehold. Chokeholds are when you put your arm around someone's neck. I don't get it. It's like...
1: I, I don't get it either. I don't
0: understand. Uh, I mean, you, you ban torture and murder, but yet we still torture and murder people. I mean, just because it's banned doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Well, we're going to ban chokeholds. What the fuck? I'm still going to chokehold them. Why? Because there's no accountability.
1: My favorite quote of the entire debate, she said during this answer, which is, bad cops are bad for good cops. It's like the most neoliberal messaging bastardization of ACAB possible. Yep. Yeah. It was just like, what? Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Trump or Pence says something like "Our hearts break for loss of innocent people or lives of innocent people." He said something like this. Did you write that quote down? Yeah, yeah. So he said, "Brianna has our sympathy." Yep. Um, yeah. and and then it
1: was basically the quote he just said was something like, "No, we are always sympathetic to innocent victims," or something like that.
0: Another psychopathic thing. He brought <laughs> he brought someone there who had their house or their salon burned down during the writing. And Katmala could not come to the term of saying. Peace of protesting is different than the people that were there to, to cause fire and let their aggression out in different ways, right? She couldn't bring that because she doesn't actually understand that because she is, again, a psychopath who probably agrees that there shouldn't be peace of protesting at all. You know, the whole idea there's an own implicit bias, the Tim Scott, the Senator Overhaul thing, this whole uh, hold peace accountable. Like, she didn't even bring up why it was a bad vote. She just voted against it. Now she looks like the asshole. I don't get this whole thing. This, this debate was so terrible. He rambles off things like record unemployment. Everybody gets school of choice.
1: Right, right. Yeah. At, at the end of this like discussion on race, Hence is literally just like verbal diarrhea of like anything. So he goes yeah. through this list of I trust our justice system. There's no excuse for rioting. The American system is not systematically racist. We always stand with law enforcement. And so, it, you know, he's just doing, like, the pro-pop tropes or whatever. But then he just literally starts rambling about, like, we've done all these things for black people.
0: Yep. That, that aren't for black people. They're not for anybody besides capitalists. And if you're a capitalist, you're not a worker. And if you're not a worker, then go fuck yourself.
1: And then Kamala transitions back to, I'm a prosecutor. I'm the only one on this stage that's a prosecutor.
0: You know, and I got to interject here, this one little, little thing here. At this point in time, there is a literal fly on Pence's head. and he, And he can't actually notice it. And he's just staring with his psychopathic eyes off in the distance, staring at mother or something, and he can't brush the fly away from his head. It was there for like literally two It months. was there for like the longest time. Like that family, that fly started a family. It had like little maggots growing up there. I mean, it was just eating the decay. This again goes into the insanity again of just Kat Mala can't bring herself to call him a racist. He's saying a pattern of, it's a pattern of Donald Trump. It's like, just say it. Stop dancing around the bush. People want to hear you have passion saying he's a goddamn racist. He's a racist person.
1: Trump refused to condemn white supremacists.
0: And that's not true. Says Trump says says uh Pence, who then says, you know, it's the media. And, you know, he's got Trump has Jewish grandkids, which I thought was like saying I can say the N word. I have black friends. I I can I can talk about I can hang out with neo Nazis because I have Jewish grandkids. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Right. I have a note here that basically says, and I think my note says, quote myself, Pence just dunked on Kamala, end quote, because he literally brings up her prosecution record and basically says, you made shit worse for black people the entire time that you're in office. And she couldn't do anything besides stand there and say, well, we're a model. California's a model of, of the society or whatever she said, model of whatever. And I think... I, I don't even understand that because he just got done saying you were a terrible prosecutor that, that put more blacks in prison than anywhere else. And you're saying, oh well, it's a model. Well, that just says what you are. You're just a class traitor.
1: All right. So then the moderator tries to tran- transition to the eighth topic, which is election. But then it goes right to Kottmall and she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. I got to respond to this moderator like, Okay. She talks about body cameras incoherently. And then says that implicit, implicit bias is a thing. And then the, Moderator goes back to the election topic and says, "Well, how would you transition to power?" And Kamala just proceeds to rattle off a list of names of war criminals that we kind of talked about earlier. So she makes this appeal that we're going to fight for democracy, and you need to go out and vote. And the other team has a failed record. And then the the question goes to Pence, and Pence just straight up doesn't answer how you would transition. He basically just says, "Oh, we're we're going to win,"
0: so it doesn't matter. And and Hillary Clinton, CIA, FBI, something else. Who gives a shit? Oh, we are fighting every day to stop the national mail-in voting thing. He says it on record. He's fighting against the ability to vote by mail. (laughs) It's pretty awesome. We're
1: changing the rules to create voter fraud. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then by this time, we're basically out of time. So the moderator's like, oh, I didn't didn't think of this question ahead of time, even though I already have this long-ass quote from an eighth grader. So clearly you thought of it ahead of time. And it's like, oh, why do why do leaders argue so much? And my first response was, I don't care what an eighth grader thinks.
0: So, yeah. So yeah, you bring up this this question, and it's like, why well, I see all this arguing, I see people fighting, and I see you know all this fighting for our politicians. And it's like, well, this eighth grader doesn't understand that that politics is a fight for resources and a fight for power, and that you need to have debate and fight each other in order to have that power. And if you don't fight, then everybody does the same thing. You end up with what we have now, which is capitalism and status quo. And it's it's really bonkers the way that it was answered because it was like <laughs> free and open debate, says Benson. You know, it's the freest. We are the freest country in the history of the world, which I find to be insane. And then there's things like this is the biggest tell that that this is how you know that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is an actual piece of shit who actually didn't care about most things just has a few. Let's say feminist ideas or a few champion causes of the progress, which is the fact that Pence brings up that Scalia and her were best friends and their families hung out all the time. Instead of it being that these two people hate each other because i their ideologies are polar opposites and they actually shouldn't actually be friends, they're best friends. It's so insane.
1: And then Pence ends his answer by saying,
0: we can always come together in the end.
1: So then Kamala gets the last answer and she talks about how Joe decided to run because of the Charlottesville killing. And I'm, I'm kind of thinking in my head, like um, throughout Joe's um, I'm going to say long life, there's been a, a number of slangs of individuals at the hands of fascists. And this was the one that really pushed him over the edge. Yeah. Nothing in the last 45 years.
0: This really, really made him mad that his children are going to have to live with these people.
1: And then Katmala ends by saying the future is bright. And
0: the moderator mercifully ends it. Yeah, she couldn't kill us fast enough. If you want to know what it, what you should do, we talked about in the previous episode, get local, get active now. I mean, really, it should be things like fighting your school board if they're trying to reopen schools. Voting in this election or, or, or trying to you know, knock on doors to get Katmala and Biden elected is, is utterly insane. Don't do it. Fight local. Or fight hard.
1: For future episodes and to learn more about the worker movement, Join us at WorkerMovement.com.